In 2020, gun violence became the leading cause of death amongst Americans under the age of 19, surpassing car crashes, drug overdoses or cancer. This year alone, more than 300 mass shootings have already occurred in the United States, making 2023 on pace to be the deadliest year for mass shootings in recent history. This week, I'll be talking to my producer, Adam, about why guns are so important to some Americans, the much-need change in legislation, and how the rise in gun violence has affected me personally. From Storic Media, you're listening to Codename Siren, a true crime podcast with Nina Hobson. Growing up in the U.S., I just always assumed that everybody was like us. Everybody had guns, police had guns, and it was just sort of an element of law enforcement. I didn't realize that our gun control problem is is sort of a uniquely American thing. You know, I think people find it really difficult to get their head around the fact that the British police were not given a gun. You know, you don't get given a gun. That's not part of your criteria. You can specialize and get the gun. I think it's 1% of the forces carry guns. And I know even as a officer, I wasn't allowed into the gun and I wouldn't be allowed into the the area where the guns are now at, at the police force. If Even if I was a cop, if I don't have that special clearance and that skill set you can't even go in the training room it was like a bubble it was like I mean it it made the gun carriers think they're really cool I I will say um but yeah you know we don't have guns and you do come to America and it's not about the the police having everyone having a gun um it's about a lot of people having a gun I can't get a gun although I do pay taxes here I can't get a gun because I'm not an American citizen which to me is ridiculous because I can't put a gun in my house to, to keep as a protective weapon because I'm not an American citizen. However, I can live here and I can work here and I can pay taxes here, but I'm not allowed to have that level of protection, which is crazy. And we're talking in California. And the other thing for me is that every state is so different. So some states, you know, you've got people walking around openly with guns and then a state where you have to have a closed carry. And it it reflects on the on the zip code, whether how easy it is for you to get a license to carry a gun or not, depending who you are. And for me, it it blows my mind that we are in this world and we see America mass shooting after mass shooting. We don't, no one sees it in the rest of the world now, to be honest. Like I will say to people in England or Australia, did you see where this happened? And they're like, no, because it's so every day. And I, I know the 4th of July, the last two 4th of July, the, there's been mass shootings, but it's not really been highly in the news anymore because it's so common in America and I'm, I don't want to get political because I'm not a political person at all. But the fact that English police don't carry guns, 
they had a mass shooting in England and they immediately changed the gun laws to stop people having guns. And I can't remember what year that was, but that was the Lockerbie. And immediately things were changed. Has it stopped gun crime? Absolutely. It's helped. It's helped gun crime. No, nothing's stopping gun crime anytime soon. We have a big problem with knife crimes in England. And can you do anything about that? Because you, you can go buy a knife anywhere. I don't know. But the chances of a fatality are lower with a knife than they are with somebody shooting you. That that has to be a, a good thing. But over here in America, it's crazy that people so young can go and get a gun. I was recently talking to a lady who had no idea how to use a gun, believed that she was being stalked. So her and her husband went and bought a handful of guns. They filled out a form and 10 days later, and again, I'm only talking California, they've got guns openly on their table, which they don't know what to do with. And there another problem lies. Because if you have a gun in order to protect you, because you feel you might be in a stressful situation when somebody, well, you will be in a stressful situation if somebody breaks in or tries to harm you, and you don't know how to use a gun, that's a problem right there. And not probably for the person who's breaking into your house. The concept of people just being able to have guns. And I mean, Dre, who we've had on the show, he'll he's ex-Navy SEAL, he always says it's not the gun that's the problem, it's the user. A gun can be made safe, and that's whether someone's not trained to use it, whether that's somebody who illegally has it, somebody who's using it for crime, it's the user that makes that weapon dangerous. Really, the the sort of nuts and bolts of it, in my opinion, are, one, it's an industry. Uh, We have the NRA, we have lobbyists. And also it's written into the Constitution. And so I believe it's going to take a while, unfortunately, to sort of curb that. Now, I use the the parallel of like the opioid crisis. At a certain point, pharmaceutical companies realize, wow, opioids are very profitable. So let's get them to everybody. Let's write prescriptions to everybody. They realize pretty quickly, I mean quickly in the sense of within a couple of years, this is very dangerous and laws changed and things were sort of taken into account to curb that. But with firearms, I just, I think it's, it's such an old industry and there's so much interest in getting the, the guns into the hands of people. Right. That I think that that's where it gets tricky. And so for Dre, yes, in a sense, it is the user, but, the fact that we make it so easy for people to get them, that sort of ratio of like mishaps is going to go up. It doesn't sound like in England, really criminals have firearms as much. Yeah, I think that there is a lower percentage. I mean, obviously, you've got to look at the size of the country. And if a criminal wants a gun, they're going to get a gun and they're not going to get it through the usual correct if there is such a a thing, correct route, they're going to get a gun. That's why there's illegal firearms trading. That's why it's very profitable. You know, there's a huge issue about guns being taken from the military and sold, and then they're the guns that were falling into the hands of a criminal. But let's not... Let's not sugarcoat this in any way. There's also very financial gain with the way that the the laws are 
And, um, you know, it's no different to rhino horn and drugs. You know, it's a criminal activity and it's profitable. And it's going to be a big, big, brave person to, to stop that. But I think, you know, the fact that guns are so freely available, it, it is ridiculous that I can't get a gun to have under my bed. But at least there's somebody trying to put some guidance and, you know, like the 10-day wait and the background checks. There's some rules and some regulations around it. However, you go to another state and you can walk into Dick Sports or wherever and you're over 16, you can just buy a gun. And that's a problem because people who are wanting to do a mass shooting or have revenge it's so easy for them to be prepared with their weapon. Whereas in England, it's not so easy. And I'm not a psychiatrist, but I'm not saying that if they had to really work hard to get access to a firearm, they wouldn't do it. I'm not saying that. But it is that is like another barrier in the way that, you know, it's not that easy to go do this. So would that reduce things? I would think possibly, yes. I've got somebody that I want to bring on to the show next week who is actually a illegal firearms dealer and see what his take is about the guns and the crime and everything else that, that's going on. And what are the consequences also? It's a big thing in England. You you have a gun it's because it's not the norm. It's a big consequence. But in America, is the consequences high enough obviously if you kill someone you're looking at a different you di- a different kind of offense i.e murder but if you just caught with a gun what are the consequences for that are they high enough do they is that encouraging people or is it in america that it's like well everyone has one and back to the safety thing the the kids the athletes they come out and they suddenly got all this money and they want their fast cars and they want their firearms because it keeps them, you know, they're cool or whatever it might the reasons be, but they don't necessarily know how to use them. And we've seen cases where, you know, kids have been given firearms, I think it was about two years ago, and a footballer got a gun for Christmas and shot himself. And, you know, it. so is it about putting better regulation about how they're used? And the thing that really gets me is when we have a mass shooting and there, it doesn't matter if it's one person or 10 people, or 20 people, everyone jumps on board, and everyone, rightly so, criticised what's happened, and it shouldn't happen again, and it's terrible, which it is, and we've had sporting teams and coaches get behind things, but then what happens? Everyone knows it's bad, and they don't like it, and it's really sad, but then what happens? We get another one, and the same thing gets said again. You know, I don't think there's anyone, anyone normal and logical who would would not be devastated and disheartened and disgusted when these shootings happen. But it's where does it go from there? So, do you bring in the regulation that it? You know, we'll go back to the cops. I know for a fact that not every police officer who carries a gun is a really good shot, because being a really good shot as a police officer takes a lot of work. And some people can't, they just can't shoot. I was talking to my friend who's actually a a firearms, one of the lead firearms instructors in the UK. And he was saying that he's kicked people off courses because they can't 
they can't shoot. And it, it doesn't matter how many times you, you naturally sometimes can't shoot. So then you look at, well, we have a police force here, Australia, where you have to have a gun. That's part of your police force. So now what? We've got people with guns who are police officers. And yes, they do, you know, they go through training. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. But are they necessarily going to be able to use it correctly? Or again, faced with a stress moment or a a life and death moment, unless they are at that level. And I think that's why the police in the UK are so, so highly trained And I've watched a few videos of incidents that that have happened in the UK and in America recently where the SWAT teams have been used. And And the difference, and I asked questions, I was like, why do you do that in England? Oh, we do that because, and I was like, wow, that makes really, that makes sense why you do that. You don't do it in America. And the UK use all the disasters that go wrong in America, they use as their training. And that's why, again, in the UK, it's only 1%. I mean, it's the same as Taser. In, in the UK, They you don't get a Taser when you join the police. That's something that you work towards. That's a You request that. You become, it's, I suppose it's a Taser SWAT team, which is new because I, I thought everyone got one. I was like, oh, that's, but no, again, because you've got to be highly trained. You've got to be able to use it correctly and in the right circumstances. And therefore, the UK is not getting the same am- amount of misshootings. Police fired. We made a mistake when we picked our gun out and we thought it was the taser. I mean, just the simple things. You you would never carry your taser on the same side as a gun in the UK for that reason. So you know that if you've got your right hand, you know that's your gun you get in rather than your left hand, which is your taser. It increased the risk to police officers also. Because you, in America, you're going into situations as a police officer, you don't know whether someone's going to pull a gun. And the chances are a lot higher that they'll do that in the in much higher. the U.S., much higher. But even me, as an English person coming to America, who's not grown up in a, a gun culture or a gun world, has seen it on television. The first thing that I really struggled about when I first got here with my son was when they had an active shooter in his school and you get that text message. As a mom from a a very quiet village kind of environment, I really struggled. I struggled with what I was going to do. And I was, I'm going to go to this, your instant response was, I'm going to go to school, I'm going to grab him out. And you can't do that. I mean, that's just, that's a parental response. That's not a cop response. The cop response is keep the hell away and let them do their job. But that I remember coming over here, that was one of the things that I was like, oh, I don't don't know if I want to be in America because they're so common that that happens. And actually one of his friends at school actually was in a shooting in Miami and was killed. And he was a kid from Harrison School. And that was there at a gaming competition. He basically won one of the competitions and a an, 16-year-old an shot him. Shot, I think, three people at the time. And I was talking to the mom and she said, you know, I, I can't, I heard it on the news and I got the phone call seconds later and I knew as I picked the phone up, I knew he was one of the victims. So that was a really big 
change in mindset for as a mom that you're letting your kids go to school and there's a, a, a real, real risk that this could happen. And that's really hard. That's it. It was the set. The thing in Australia was there's a real risk that my kids could get eaten by a shark when they go in the ocean. Then, so you change and you put the the different protocols in to prevent that. I.e., you don't go out past your knee. You did it. You don't go at these certain times. You can't do that when you're at school. Yes, obviously there's staff, there's training, but it's 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 really difficult. But you wouldn't have that necessarily that fear if you were in the UK with your kids going to school. And now my son has been, he's only been here for what, four years. And from school and college, he's been had three active shooters at the time he's been on campus. The last one in Arizona, again, no one was even talking about it. It was only because I was a parent and the guy actually did sh- kill the professor and it was an ex ex student and he Harrison was at training and luckily the coach reached out to all of us at the time and was like this is happening I'm going to make sure all the boys are back home it's a horrible horrible feeling during my high school years it wasn't a thing that would happen as common it's become kind of, I don't know, I guess maybe with copycats in the media, people see it as a way of revenge. But I think really with, with us, it, it's just, it starts so early. We didn't have guns in my house, but most of my friends were either hunters, mm-hmm. so they'd have a rifle or a handgun. And I even had a few friends that had guns from the black market in eighth grade. Wow. So thinking about this topic... I started to sort of do an inventory of my experience and it and it really is unbelievable because you grow up thinking that that's just what happens globally and then you find out it's not even close and I think the thing that makes it so frustrating is shark attacks are the natural element of our environment whereas our issue with firearms are very preventable I'm a big fan of the show First 48 and one thing that I'm noticing is a huge thing that will even start conflict is kids fighting over guns, people stealing guns or buying stolen guns. So it's really like, I mean, almost like fast cars. It's an obsession in a, in a certain faction of the culture. I think it's shifting and I think we're evolving, but right. not nearly as rapidly as you should when mass shootings are just common. I mean, statistically at this point, I mean, I can't even believe that in the four years that you've been here, you've had that much exposure because you, but it's because you have kids at that age. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I've said to my kids growing up from a parental point of view is don't ever stand at the door in a party. If you go to a party, you make sure that you're away from the door because if a shooter comes in and shoots, you've got more chance of being hit if you're at the door and my son was at a party and and we're talking Arizona. It's a small university, really nice little place. And between, I think it was between the January and the June five of the kids had been shot at various points and doing various things. And this one night he was due to go to a party. And I think that he felt, which he should do. 
you're, you're, you know, you, that's part of university college life. Go and have fun and that, that look back with all those fond memories. But he was going to a party and I think he wasn't feeling well. So he didn't go to this party. And that night, some kids who weren't invited to the party, who weren't actually at the university, they were just local kids, tried to get in the party. It was in a really nice apartment block and they got turned away. And so one kid went back with a couple of friends, literally knocked on the door. They opened the door. He opened fire and two of two of Harrison's friends were actually shot. And this is this is last year. So it, it's like ugh, he wasn't. And, and I said to him, were they next to the door? And he was like, yeah, they were. Now this kid could have run in. and But you see, the kid has got to get in, shoot. He knew what he was doing and get out. He was an 18-year-old. So he wasn't ever going to go too far away from that door situation. But, yeah, it's it's really scary. And we, we can't fully protect our kids all the time. But when you move to America, it's such a consideration. I mean, I'm I'm terrible for – if I see someone throw litter down, I hate it. There's no reason for anyone to throw litter on the floor, right? So my thing was that if anyone ever threw litter – say they threw it out the window of their car, I would go pick it up, open the car door, throw it back in and walk away. (laughs) I would never do that here. Never, ever do that because you don't know whether the person you took in the litter back at is going to pull a gun on you. It's like road rage. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I say I'm a brilliant driver, but I don't think I am that great. But it's like driving. You don't want to look at anyone. It's, It's such a different concept of how you behave in this society in America you know you don't look at anyone don't get anyone to piss you off don't you know because you don't know who's going to pull a gun and uh, and that's my way of thinking as an English person and we recently went to England for my daughter's wedding and took American people obviously she married an married an American and they came to England for the first time and one of the things that several of them said was we can't get it's, we're blown away by the fact we see police with our guns. It's like it just messes with our minds um, because, like you say, it's 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 the norm. And uh, But I do think England's the only country in the world now that don't issue guns to all officers. And as an American, I've almost had to retrain my brain in talking to you about law enforcement over there because I just can't even wrap my mind around the fact that you could go out on a call and – not have the firearm to protect yourself, but it doesn't seem like it's as necessary of an evil because guns are not as readily available. So statistically, you showing up and needing one is is lower. But have you seen situations or even heard about situations where officers needed one and they didn't have one? Again, you can't ever determine who's going to do what with the firearms. And we're, we're not naive enough to think that there's no firearms in England because we know that there are and we know that criminals use them. I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other day who is the firearms guy. And I was very young in service. He was very young in service at the time. And a friend of ours was driving down the street and he was on a one-way street and he was in the instant response car and the car was coming the other way. Basically, Ian basically stopped this car to tell him to turn around 
it was Ian's birthday. I didn't know this till the other day, but it was Ian's birthday and he never wore, wore a watch and his wife had brought him a watch that that day for his birthday. And as Ian, as he told the guy to turn around and, to, and was basically, hey, dude, it's a one-way way street, the guy pulled a gun shot him. And bearing in mind then we didn't even have vests, you know, that's not something that we've we've had forever either. And Ian actually put his watch or his arm up to, like, protect him and the bullet ricocheted off the watch and shattered, but it saved his life. And obviously then, and my friend Steve, that's what, that incident is what made him become a firearms officer. And he's one of the best in the country. So there are times when, I mean, that probably wouldn't have made any difference, but I've I've been to jobs before where then they call in the firearms guys because there's somebody being held hostage. Right. So you've got to then try and cordon off an area without a firearms and then, you know, bring the firearms in and they do their thing. So is there's a time delay, obviously. But it's nice that there's an option you can implement and you will have the people with the sort of care and the training to come in and sort of handle that if need be. Yes. And the, and in England, they have a what they call an armed response vehicle. So like um, I know I spoke before where we had the instant response vehicle, which is like the fast cars that go to the big jobs. The armed response vehicle is on the roads. Or I don't know how many they have, but there's there's a few. So they're on the road 24-7. So they've got the guns. They're kitted up. They're ready to go. So if I called and said, hey, we've got this job, they would lose and twos it to you as soon as they possibly could. They would then contain it because they've got the firearms and, and the protection. And then they would call in what you guys would call the SWAT team. And then that it becomes their job. So they are very highly trained. And they have to keep retraining, so they have to keep requalifying. And I, I can't remember exactly the percentage, but if they drop on their firearms, they, their guns are taken off them till they pass again. And that's that's hard because that's a scheduling issue now because what if you've got two people who uh, aren't making the grade and you've got to cover them and things like that. So, But it, I think you know the, the negatives of, of not everyone having a gun are really outweighed by the the training and the expertise and everything that that they do over there and they are experts i mean they're no different to the swat guys in america because the swat guys you might all get a gun but the same thing would happen here if it was a really big incident you know your swat guys would be brought in and would contain the area and and they take over as experts. So it's just that you haven't got that initial person with a gun should they need it. And I'm glad because I, I do think that Britain has the best police force in the world. And let's hope that they never allow everyone to have guns in Britain either because that would change everything. As the number of mass shootings continues to grow, it's important to emphasise safety and having awareness in public spaces. It's an aspect of parenting that I would never have anticipated growing up in a quiet village in England. But until we create stricter regulations, it's an unfortunate part of reality in America. For more on safety protocol and awareness in the case of mass shootings, 
visit ready.gov. Until next time, I'm Nina Hobson, and this has been Codename Siren. Siren.